You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Today on the ZABEcast, it's your better late than never, I think. Full Week 10 chop em up of the National Football League, plus a first-hand recap of why I was a healthy scratch this morning, our Lambeau Field tailgate tour. That plus the Rosa Parks of second grade gets her vindication in Florida. Your 30-minute uncensored Zabe Express is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, November 15th, 2021. And yes, I have missed my flight on the Zabecast for the first time in a long time. You know, there is a saying, I don't know if it started in the military or in manufacturing or wherever. Somebody who knows the origins of this, let me know. You can have it good, cheap, or fast. Pick Two. Good and cheap, it won't be fast. Cheap and good, wait a minute, I just did that backwards. Good and cheap, it won't be fast. Fast and good, it won't be cheap. Fast and cheap, it won't be good. You get the point. Just put them on a piece of paper and you can see how it all plays out. It's a triangle of truth. I bit off more than I could chew. On Sunday. And I knew it. What happened was I knew I was going to do this tailgate tour at Lambeau Field. Josh and I went up with our special helping elves from the radio station. Ellen Marsili, who is essentially the promotions director now, even though that's not her title. 
but she helps out and she runs the Sunburn Bowl, fun and festivities. Very creative. Put together this tailgate cart, which had all kinds of little things festooned to it. It was great. And then uh, her partner in crime, Kimberly Douglas, who was a sales rep at the station, and they were great. They had championship attitude, and they were just going out tailgate to tailgate with us in the parking lots. And it was a great day. Now, I thought about, let me put a podcast in the can before I leave for Lambo. But then I remembered people kind of complaining, going, oh, you know, they, I want football, I want NFL on Monday. I know college football is appealing to some people, but I want the NFL. So I said, all right, well, I'll do it when I get home. We were going to leave. We did leave in the end of the third quarter. And then we got home at a reasonable-ish time, 7.38. Problem was, I was so tired. And the other problem was, when you're out doing a tailgate, you are out of pocket. You don't know anything that goes on. I mean, I tried as best as I could to look at Twitter and see highlights and get up to speed on all these other games. And I thought, to do this podcast, I got two hours of work, at least, watching highlight recaps, making notes, etc. And I had no energy for it. So I said, well, I can just poop something out that's not my quality, or I can push it back until after I'm done with the morning show on 97.3 The Game. So here we are. I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. But this is the conundrum between, okay, you want something late after the games on Sunday, but then you also want it first thing at 4 a.m. In this case, I spent myself. Too much, too much, too fun, too many shots, too much alcohol, too much food, too much everything. But, man, it was great. I want to give a th- big thanks to Josie. She was at a tweet-up uh, a tweet-up tailgate. Yes, she met many of the people at her tailgate on Twitter. Said as much. She's a listener of the show and a fan, and she said, Twitter is normally awful for just about everything, but guess what? In this case, it wasn't. Look at all these cool people that decided to come to a tweet-up tailgate. Then we went to Lot 1 and met John Alft, and he has been doing tailgates in Lot 1, which is the really the primo tailgate right in front of the Oneida Nation entrance of Lambeau Field. And he's been doing it for 30 years with a bunch of his guys. He gave me a special bottle of ooh, peach pie alcohol in a Jack Daniels bottle with a custom label on it. <laughs> Pretty funny. And they were great. Just to see these guys together, and it's a tradition, it's about meeting, it's about bonding. Uh, met a bunch of uh, veterans tailgating and got to meet and talk to some of them, which was wonderful. So w- waited through the crowd, went around to the backside, then went and met up with Roger and Bart, who are two longtime listeners and fans, they, Bart, this guy Bart has a 72 Cadillac DeVille and it's painted Packers green and gold. It looks like a low riding giant land yacht bucket of rust that I can't believe still moves and is certified to be on the highways, but apparently it is. And inside of his trunk, he has Packer custom license plates that he gets new every year. It'll say pack 19, pack 20. A couple of years, he doesn't get the custom plate because somebody else jumps on it, and so he'll switch it up just a bit. He got a COVID-20 plate uh, for last year because they couldn't tailgate. They got a flagpole. They raised the flag on. Uh, it was a great tailgate. Then we went to see our friends Big O and Matt, 
who owns the meat wagon, and they were great. Mark Fahey uh, gave me many pieces of filet mignon wrapped in bacon, grilled right there outside Lambeau Field. And then we ended up at essentially Packer Disneyland, which is the biggest house opposite Lambeau Field, right across Lombardi Avenue, just a door up, one house up from uh, Corey Banky's very nice place, but a low-slung, you know, Corey Banky has a low ranch-style house, which was the original houses. They bought this this ranch house from a woman, this particular owner, who I'm going to keep anonymous because, you know, he likes to be low-profile. He's very humble, very cool guy. His dad, who owns a fairly significant company of note in Green Bay, Wisconsin, bought the ranch house, knocked it down, built a huge game day party house there across the street. And it is, it looks like Lambeau Field with the same brick, the same architectural notes of the Lambeau Field expansion. And inside, it's every bit as amazing as you would think. He says they do not rent it out for no amount of money to anyone. It's for friends, family, and on a rare occasion, a charitable foundation. And radio guys that like to say, can I see the house? Anyway, I met Lee in there. He's a big Zabecast. Hey, what's up, Lee? I know you're listening. He's got an ale coin, which is fantastic. I uh, met another longtime listener uh, there. It was just a great time. I mean, what a, what, a, what a house. I mean, someday I'd love to try to sleep there. I don't know if I'm friends and family or not, but they have, like, suites down in the basement. It's just incredible. It's Packer Disneyland. Anyway, the whole thing was fantastic. We're already thinking about, okay, next year when we do our big tailgate tour, we've got to have this, and we're going to have that, and we've got plans for bigger, better, stronger, faster, but it was great to get it off the ground, and thank you for everybody who reached out and said, hey, you got to come see our tailgate. We'll show you how it's done right. Okay, let's get to the football games, shall we? But before I get to the games... Let me just remind you, every now and then, El Baldo has a week. 3-0 and with Mr. X on Friday. Steelers, excuse me, the Lions plus 8.5, that sank down to like 5.5 once Big Ben was declared out with COVID. The Washington football team plus 9.5, outright winners, and then the Bills smashing the Jets. 3-0, and and my lock came home, thank God. Yeah, that makes you like 16 and 50 for the... Okay, I know. I know. But let's start with the Washington football team because they beat the mighty Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and boy, did Ron Rivera, who was really starting to feel the full force of the negativity that exists in Washington with this football team for good reason. It's not his fault per se, but he every coach comes into the lion's den here with this football team, and they don't understand the depth of the anger of the fans who have put up with so much bullshit over the years. Here was Ron Rivera, a bullient, jubilant Ron Rivera in the locker room, as thorough a win as you could have. Hey, that tells me what you guys are capable of. You just measured yourself to Goliath, all right? You just measured yourself and you found out who you are and what you're capable of. I'll tell you what, I've been waiting to say this to you. Victory Monday! (laughs) 
today. Don't get full of ourselves. Come Learn on, from this event. Learn from what we did today. Let's get better. All right, here we go. Team on three. One, two, three. Team there you go. Okay, I, I get it. I like it. Although he compared a team in the NFL who can anyone could beat anyone in any week to a Goliath. I mean that that's sort of a, that, that shows you where maybe his expectations are. I, I I like it. I'm happy for him. At the same time, I'm like, you know, you're a professional team as well. I don't quite like it that he likens their team to David with just a slingshot. You're an NFL team. You can beat Tampa on any given Sunday. It was huge redemption for Taylor Heineke, who helped engineer a monster drive of all drives, a 13-minute drive that soaked up the entirety, almost, of the fourth quarter to keep Brady from getting the ball back down just five. And Terry McLaurin, with a catch of the drive, blasted on third and five. They had six first downs, 19 plays, 80 yards, and McLaurin, or, and you know, Heineke said, look, this is what I wanted to prove that I could actually win the game since he came so close last January when the legend of Taylor Heineke was born. These are the games that you dream of as a kid. And it's, it was the, the moment I was, I might get a little emotional here. It's the, it's the moment I've dreamt of last year when I wasn't playing. Um, I always told myself, if I get another chance to play, I'm going to go out there and do something great. And... It's these games that you want. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, it means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to those guys to, to get a win like that against a team like that. And, uh, again, like I said before, um, it's something to build off of and, and, and carry to, to the next weeks. Yeah, good for Taylor Heineke. Here's the interesting question. Does the football team have to now take a longer, harder look at him as possibly a guy to keep putting quarters in the machine? There's no other great answers at quarterback. His arm is not its not NFL starter QB1 caliber, but he got something to him, which is pretty amazing. Brady had been 10-0 and 0 coming off more than eight days of rest, which he was in this case, and that's now 10-1. and 1. And Bobby McCain, DB for the Wolf, said he was insulted that Tampa won the coin flip and chose to take the ball. I whatever motivates you, I guess, is what's necessary. But that's kind of funny. Still, the bigger story of the game, though, on the negative side, Chase Young, blown out ACL, done for the year. He had been underperforming this year. It was quite the week media-wise in DC because of the fact that he had said unapologetically he was he missed OTAs back in the spring to shoot commercials. He's like, I was making that money, man. You got to make that money. And some people didn't like that answer. Personally, I think this OTA shaming is the dumbest thing ever. OTAs in spring do not matter. But he was not delivering this year, and then now, now he gets hurt. There is a chart that people are passing around social media showing that side of FedEx Field, all within like the 30 down to the five-yard line of Adrian Peterson, ACL, Alex Smith, broken leg, RG3, ACL, and, and a bunch of other different injuries. It's getting kind of freaky. So Washington improves now to three wins, and they're going to be filled with grand delusions of something, and they'll probably finish with seven wins and ten losses, and then they'll have to go hunting for a quarterback.
All right, back to the Packers since I had to give the Wolf the quick shout-out there. Packers shut out the Seahawks 17 to nothing. First shutout of Russell Wilson's career. They desperately tried to not have the shutout by calling a timeout, the Seahawks did, with 17 seconds to go, down 17 nothing, darn near midfield. It was the craziest, stupidest, what-are-you-doing kind of things I've ever seen. And laughable. Hey, we got a lot of pride, man. We don't want to be shut out. So you're going to try hard to score three, maybe, to maybe score a time. What does that prove exactly? For a team that just lost their quarterback to an otherwise benign sort of play where he smashed his throwing hand on the hand of a defensive lineman, that can happen on any play. If you're a football coach and you subscribe to the mentality of we fight to the end, we don't quit, you're an idiot. This is a 17-week attrition game. The march and the casualties that pile up along the way are so great that you would be dumb to not take advantage of every possible rest bit for your players. Rest bit, rest pit, rest bit. Play the numbers. Shave the odds constantly in your favor. Or be a fake tough guy and go to avoid the shutout. Russell Wilson was clearly not right. His finger caused him to overthrow a couple guys. You could see it clearly. That said, DK Metcalf is a huge baby. He is just constantly extra. He's always mad. He's playing mad. He's got the blue hair. Overrated, overrated, overrated. And then he got kicked out of the game for grabbing everybody's face mask and throwing punches, which don't really hurt. And he got kicked out of the game. But they didn't announce it. Uh, referee Brad Allen didn't announce it to the crowd, so either he didn't know or he just tried to disobey the ejection and he tried to come back on the field. Jamal Adams picked off Rodgers at the back of the end zone, a very rare end zone pick for Rodgers, especially at home. Perhaps rusty, perhaps he was trying to throw it out of the end zone. Either way, he then mocks the belt celebration. Everyone's going to do that, right? I'd warn you usually comes back to bite you on the ass. And then King Dunlap threw a shoe to Manitowoc. Again, stupid. Easy 15 yards, move the chains. I know it's an emotional game, but use your your brain if you got one. The Packers' D is legit solid, but this injury, terrible, two terrible injuries, one to Whitney Merciless, who's been a great pickup from Houston, concerning and we'll know more today I don't know anymore at this particular hour and Rashawn Gary nearly getting his arm ripped off backwards like a car door left open as somebody speeds by it ay 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 and of course Aaron Jones our friend who joins us on 97 through the game every Tuesday uh with his possible sprained MCL question I understand a strain and a tear are the same thing basically that the strain with a t the t means tear lance allen taught me that this morning that's how you remember but a sprained ligament is that not the same as a strained ligament or is it does it have to be a slight tear of some of the ligament fiber for it to be a strain that a sprain is a stretching or some other um, you know, injury to the ligament. 
I know what a tear is. Tear is completely off. He does not have that. He could be out four to six weeks. That said, A.J. Dillon, get ready for your star turn, my friend. Monster day, two power touchdowns. It was beautiful to watch. Snowed early. Sun came out, washed the stadium in glorious golden hour sunshine in the 3 o'clock hour central time. Then at the end of the game, snow was falling lightly. It was a snow globe. It was a very festive thing. If only we were one week further down the road, we'd all feel like it was the holidays. I think it's a little too early to to feel in the holiday spirit just yet. And no, I did not see the snow in the fourth quarter. We were on the road. We left early. And we make no apologies for that. Thank you to Uncle Mike Darrow. Got us, me and Josh, in the suite. Again, we're starting to wear out our welcome, but we're going to tread lightly next time, and we really appreciate getting in. It's a great day at Lambeau Field. Third game this year at Lambeau, and I'm hoping to go to two more when it's all said and done. We're going to Minnesota, Minneapolis. We're going to see Charge up there uh, next Sunday for the Packers and Vikings' first meetup of the year. So that should be a fun road trip right there, about five hours and change. Oh yeah, one more thing. Rogers chose that he would do Zoom interviews the rest of the season instead of in person because if he was in person, he'd have to wear a mask. Rogers does not have to test for coronavirus because he got it. And it was confirmed and he's recovered and he's not symptomatic. So he doesn't have to test, but he does have to wear a mask for a disease that they know and are so confident that he is not, he doesn't have, isn't going to get can't spread, he still has to wear a mask. Is that not the ultimate proof that too many people and entities in our society now view the mask as some kind of magic symbol or magic talisman to ward off the evil coronavirus spirits? How stupid is that? And so he just said, fuck it, I'll zoom it. So the same media, most of whom lean left, most of whom lean team virus, many of whom, but not all, blasted Rodgers for his COVID stance, are now going to get less access to Rodgers because he's like, fuck it, I'll just do it on Zoom. I'm not wearing a mask. It's stupid. He knows it's stupid. You know it's stupid. We all know it's stupid. But it just goes on and on and on. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. 
Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. The Lions tie the Steelers. Of course they do. The Lions had multiple chances to win this game, but they suck. Jared Goff is the worst. The fact that the Lions took him in that trade for Stafford tells you they're not very smart. Kicker Ryan Santoso, I don't know who he is, your attempted kick to win the game was the most feeble, powerless, low-flying, not even straight. That's like what an amateur soccer player would do. T.J. Watt got hurt in this game for the Steelers, who were trying to bravely win the game with Mason Rudolph at quarterback because Big Ben Roethlisberger on the COVID list, fully vaccinated, just like Nick Chubb, fully vaccinated. Get ready as the winter surge comes for the fully vaccinated, even the booster vaccinated to get positive tests and be out. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. NFL teams better, better get their star players through this. Get them infected, get them healthy, and then get them back and get on that 90-day testing holiday because that is the golden ticket. Here's a funny video. This is from Evan Fox, who is the digital content guy for the Pat McAfee show. And it was great because he pretty much showed you what an insanely overly optimistic Lion fan would be like celebrating a not loss even though it is a not win, he filmed himself watching the game tick down to a tie. Eight, seven, six, five. Oh, shit. Three, two, one. We tied! We tied! <laughs> he then gets up out of his couch, starts running through the house, runs outside. Slides on his back on the snowy grass. Big Ben, tease and peace. Tease and peace. Thoughts and prayers. Jared Goff, you're not a very good football. We didn't lose any game. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's pretty funny right there. Well done, Evan Fox, who sold out for the bit and probably got all muddy and cold and wet sliding on the lightly snowed-in ground. Uh, Maybe he's in Indianapolis. Maybe... Was that an indie, do you think? Is he a Detroit guy? Not sure. Elsewhere, the Titans beat the Saints. No no Alvin Kamara, no King Henry. Would have been a great running back matchup. Mark Ingram back, though, for the Saints, who fail on a two-point conversion at the end with Trevor Simeon to tie the game. This after a false start. That's a dagger. And the Titans are now 7-0 against playoff teams this year. They are a force to be reckoned with. Cowboys smash the Falcons. Smash, smash, smash. A 29-point second quarter. That's a new team record. And they were up 28-3 to at one point. At which time, the Falcons' official Twitter account with a tweet of the year said, 
Yeah, yeah, we know. 28-3. to There was a blocked punt in this game. The only thing I'd quibble with, two touchdowns for Zeke. He's got seven on the year. That's one more than all of last year already. Two for CeeDee Lamb, who did leave the game with an injury. We'll know more about that today. Uh, the only thing that you could quibble with is that, much like in the Packer game with the Seahawks, Dak was in there sneaking in goal line dr- you know, runs at 38-3. to Why? What are you people doing? Okay. Have fun running up your meaningless scores. The Bills crush the Jets. Mike White, the magic is over. Four interceptions as the Jets are now 20-53 and 53 since 2017, worst in the league. Stephon Diggs had, amazing, had an amazing touchdown catch. Now I'm going to take a moment here to tell you good highlight packages still exist on the internet. I've been frustrated by this notion for years now. It's like, well, nobody watches you know, ESPN for highlights. You get highlights on your phone. You get highlights on the internet. And I go, oh, really? Well, what kind of highlights? A cup, two or three plays that everybody replays or a highlight package that tells you what happened in the game or a highlight package that tells you what happened in the game mixed with some nice stats or research that is not necessarily easily found. Some highlights that are given with inflection and energy and excitement for the National Football League with maybe a little bit of sarcasm and humor. Where are those? I know that Berman and um, his uh, Tom Jackson, his longtime running mate, do a thing on ESPN Plus, but you got to pay for it. It's Sunday nights. It's the old NFL primetime. It's the gold standard, right? I think the NFL.com website does highlights, but I don't know if they're well narrated or researched or cut together. So much of good highlights involves the packaging and knowing what to include, not just good positive plays, but negative plays that affect how things are going and controversies and calls that go sideways or reviews or weird things that happen like the the Raider player that found either a pair of scissors or a pair of athletic uh, or or a fork (laughs) some sharp implement lying on the field as they're about to snap a play those are the kind of things that make it into a good two to three and a half minute highlight package where do those exist I'm going to tell you CBSSports.com, not on FoxSports.com. ESPN.com, I think, gives you a more neutered ESPN News-ish presentation. But Eric Casilius, formerly of the Golf Channel's Morning Drive many years ago when he was still dating Holly Saunders before she went on her plastic surgery binge, Eric Casilius, who has always sort of fancied himself a bigger star than he is, does the highlights for the NFL on CBSSports.com. And I guess CBS Sports Network, although I don't know where that lives on your cable system. I don't know when this highlight package is on your actual cable TV, but I know this. On their website as part of their recaps of all the games. They've got a two and a half to three minute highlight package and it is outstanding. Here's what it sounds like. result this week, they dropped one of the Jags last week and Mike White, Magic Mike, <laughs> Early first, no score. Josh Allen steps up in the pocket. It's who, where, look. How about Matt Breida? Sure. Bang. 15-yard touchdown. Bills up 7-0 in the sweet all-white unis. More Good uniform mention. All last game. But you're playing the Jets, so I don't even know if that counts. Yeah. Mike White. It's kind of funny. How about this? Not his best day. 
Well, his arm got hit right there. So. All right, you want one where his arm doesn't get hit? We're yeah. going to see that in a minute. Okay, now I don't know if they planned that or not, but that is goddamn funny. It, it, planned or not, that's funny. His, his, his color guy goes, well, his arm got hit. Okay, you want one where it doesn't get hit? I got that later. They had four of them to choose from. Um, but first, how about this? Under a minute left in the half. Bills up 10-3. Josh Allen. 30-10. Stephon Diggs. I hate that. Yeah! 12-yard touchdown. You're not happy with just that? Just protect the end zone. That's a heck of a throw. Okay. Great throw, but don't put the... Co- he just came off the sideline. The starting corner got hurt. All right, well, you're not going to let him throw, right? You're going to make him run it. Except when they run it, Isaiah McKenzie says, sure. Nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be that wide open. You want to get right, gang? Yeah, 24-3. Uh, Notice that a lot of websites won't give you more than a minute. We're a minute in uh, now. This, here you go. The, tell me his arm got hit in this one. Watch this. This is a non-professional throw. And it really was bad. And what's great is the video editor made sure to send in, uh, include in this package a second clip that was from behind Mike White that showed just how offline and stupid the throw was. That's the stuff that goes into a good package. They got a lot of them today. Ninth straight win against the AFC East opponents. Uh, 3-0 this season. Two against the Dolphins. They'll also throw gambling in there. Over-unders, point spreads. Against the Jets. Jets are 20-53 and since the start of 2017. This is where I got the stat from. I mention that because that is the worst in the NFL. Worse than the Giants? Worse. Wow. Worse than anybody. Worse than Jacksonville. You meant to pick anybody you'd like. Hard, hard to be worse than the Giants the last few years. They are worse. 45-17. to 17. So there it is. I'm just telling you, I don't know what their business model is. I know NBC Sports Network is going away entirely. I know Fox puts no effort into their web video. Uh, NFL Network, ESPN is sort of hit or miss. This is good shit here. Good produced highlight packages. That's where you get it, cbssports.com. And, and even you know, if you think Casilius is a bit of a douche, I think he does a good job. So there you go. Remember when NFL Network put their stars in the post game, and Chris Rose would do the highlights, but Mooch would be there and Dion would be there and they'd talk about the games. I guess those guys didn't want to be in the studio all day, so now they do the pregame and then they're out. It's uh, anyway. I'm I'm barking up an empty tree. I'm sure. I like I like highlight packages. What can I say? Patriots beat the Browns forty-five to seven. Ramondre Stevenson twenty carries, hundred touchdowns, hundred yards, two touchdowns for the Patriots. Mac Jones three touchdowns, only missed four throws, nineteen of twenty-three, and Belichick smartly pulled him healthy. Yank late in the game when it was already decided. Baker Mayfield hurt again in this game on a fairly innocuous knockdown. Let's check in with Colin Cowherd on good old uh, uh, good Mac Lord. Jones. Mel Kuyper's got to slow down on this. Mac Jones ain't going to work, folks. It's not going to work. He's got to come to terms with it. It's not going to work. <clears throat> Mac Jones, good Lord. Mel Kuyper's got to slow down on this. Mac Jones ain't going to work, folks. It's not going to work. You just got to come to terms with it. It's not going to work. Wouldn't Mac Jones be as good as he is with another team? I think almost certainly not. I think Belichick and how as good as he is helps bring the best out in players and the structure up there and the so-called, what do they call that? The uh, character of the locker room, the culture of the locker room. But Mac Jones is having a really good rookie year. He's the best of the rookies right now. Patriots are surging. Crush the Browns, 45-7. Jaguars beat the Colts. Kind of the forgotten game from Sunday. Trevor Lawrence, 13th turnover on the year in this game. Jonathan Taylor is still one of the best 
sort of underrated, but not really running backs in the NFL. He had another big day for them. The Eagles beat the Broncos. Denver and those sweet throwback stickers, not shells. It's the same dark blue, which is gorgeous. But the old D Denver with a horse in the middle, I love it. Next year, we'll get the use of full throwback shells in the NFL. I cannot wait. Devontae Smith for the Eagles had a great catch. And what everyone was talking about in this game was Teddy Bridgewater's business decision on the uh, Slay return of a fumble in which he's two steps away from at least diving at Slay's knees to chop him down on what was a monster touchdown return right up the middle that made it 27 to 13. It's 20 to 13, third quarter, and Teddy Bridgewater's making a business decision that I think you got to rip him for. I think you got to say, if you're in that locker room, you're like, hey, listen, we're not asking you to do anything superhuman, but this is a DB, and you were right there, and then you stopped and you pulled back. Wow. Chiefs route the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes is back. It was like every team that struggled last week, watch this. They're going to revert to what the form is we thought they had prior to the season. Five touchdowns for Mahomes uh, out there in Vegas. Vikings over the Chargers. The Vikes have led every game by seven or more points at some juncture this year. They're the only team in the league to have done that. Mike Zimmer has scratched out three wins of the eight games in which he's led by seven or more points at some point every game this year. Kirk Cousins nearly had 300 yards, threw some amazing balls, an end zone dart for the first touchdown, a Jefferson sideline pass that even uh, the color guy on CBS Sports is like, wow, look at that throw. And then the fourth down throw under pressure at the goal line that put him up seven. Kirk Cousins is now 18 touchdowns over two INTs, and he's got a 104 passer rating. Many people still think he sucks. Okay. And then the Panthers destroy the Cardinals. Cam, Cam, he's back, and he let everyone know it. I don't mind it. I think it was cool. When asked how much of the playbook he knew for Carolina, Cam replied, two touchdowns worth. Perfect. Colt McCoy, last week's nice story. Everyone knows he never stays healthy. Guess what happened? He got hurt. Chris Streveler had to come in in relief, their third stringer for the Arizona Cardinals out of North Dakota. Chris Streveler, or maybe it's Streveler. I don't know. On to college for a second. Texas. What? What is going on? Texas is one of a number of programs, not named Georgia. Ohio State, or who's the other? Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. The only three teams that really have kept up their standards. They are part of a group of teams that still want to kind of dine out on their former reputation. And and Texas has not been right for pretty much ever. But Texas wins, and their uh, coach who comes by way of Buffalo, who comes by way of uh, Wisconsin. I forget the college in Wisconsin, one of the UW system schools, uh, the one AA schools where he was a flat-out year-after-year winner. Uh, The coach had the greatest line after they upset Texas in overtime. Not only did he say, well, first of all, it probably makes sense to go for two in overtime anyway, uh, if you're the road team or if you're the underdog, because – just the way overtime works. Here's, by the way, the game-winning two-point Mac conversion. Jones. Oh, sorry. Jeez. 
I know you're like, I've got Colin Coward on loop here, repeating, sorry, uh, the, the podcast is late today. It's not very good today, I, I know. Going to get back on course to the quality you know and deserve. And like, here was Kansas with the upset, 57-56 in overtime, two-point conversion. Daniels, flushed. Daniels, end zone, caught! Kansas wins it! Jared Casey, the hero. And the Jayhawks find a way. So there you go. And the kid who caught it is a walk-on fullback who had not caught a pass all year. And there's actually a clip of his parents watching from the far end zone with their phone. They could barely see anything that's going on. Who knows if they even knew their kid was in the game. And then when they, they scored the play, he's like, the parents are like, oh, my God, that's our boy. And he takes his helmet off. He runs down towards him. It's great. It's the stuff of sports right there. Lance Leopold is the coach's name. He said with the new OT rules, you, if you're the second team, you might as well go for two. He did. They won. And then this line to the sideline reporter for ESPN, he said when asked about, you know, what, what does this mean to you, blah, blah, blah. He goes, to be honest, I don't have anything prepared. They told me I wouldn't have to worry about post-victory interviews when I took this job. <laughs> Should have been a red flag, probably, said coach. You, you put that quote in the Louvre Museum of head coach quotes. Good stuff. Back to my theory. Texas, LSU, USC, UCLA, Florida, Florida State, Miami. What's going on? There's a rot beneath the top handful, if even one handful, small handful of programs that are not suffering any significant slippage. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia as of late. What's going on? Florida nearly lost to Samford at home. Samford. I think there's college rot because they have a cancer of me that has now been introduced by way of two significant changes to the college sports landscape. One is transfer portal. Second is nil rights. The lesser schools, the Kansases, the Samfords, they're hungry because their players aren't looking at the transfer portal the minute their coach benches them for a missed assignment. They're not worried about, hey, this guy's got a deal for free wings at the local sub shop down down the street. I, I want that. The bigger programs that are not the elite handful I think have a culture of rot inside because of these two developments. It's too easy to leave, and these schools like Texas, LSU, USC, et cetera, they get the best five-star recruits uh, coming out of high school, and they're like, why am I not playing? Why am I not getting more carries? And they look to transfer, and it's destabilized the programs. And when, when the going gets tough, like with Texas having lost five straight, the kids are more likely to quit at those schools than at the elite ones, just my theory. NBA note, Chris Middleton's been out with COVID for the Bucks, but apparently he's eligible to come back. Mike Budenholzer said that he was not with the team on Sunday for personal reasons, adding he's doing great, he's in a great place, I would expect him to play on Wednesday, but he can't be with us today. Look, I love Middleton, and it's early season NBA, but what a league this is. You just take days off, games off, for personal reasons, like it's no big deal. Wow. 
on the coronavirus front. Jared Polis, governor of Colorado, is not bringing back mask mandates despite rising cases. Why? He suddenly cited his neighboring state to the south, New Mexico, which doesn't have a mask mandate, or maybe they do. Either way, he compared himself to a similar geographic state and said, well, they do, we don't, we don't, they do. It's the same fucking thing. Same basic case curve. And he knows how unpopular mask mandates are, so he's decided not to do it. Good. We'll take any small win we can. However, Montgomery County in Maryland is putting their mask mandate back into play. Why? Statistically rising cases. However, they're based on the CDC's recommended case rate for masking, which is not law, just a recommendation based on April of 2020 testing metrics. April of 2020. And they haven't updated those metrics since. It's not a requirement to do so. And yet Montgomery County, the People's Republic, is doing it. What a shithole that place is. A rich, expensive, pampered shithole of a county. And then in Florida, Fiona Lachelle's is the Rosa Parks of the mask defiance. Fiona Lachelle's is a second grader in Palm Beach County who refused to wear a mask and was suspended 38 times. When she first went to school maskless, she was forced to eat lunch alone in a hallway outside an administrator's office. Shameful. She was then hit with in-school suspensions and then out-of-school suspensions. She missed nearly two months of school and was forced to do schoolwork alone without teachers and without fellow students. She said, look, I don't like wearing a mask. It made me feel dizzy last year when I had to do it. You said there'd be no masks. In the summer, they said no mask mandates. And then at the last second, these cowardly school boards. No, they're back on again. Thank God for DeSantis and the, you know, governor and the government in Florida saying, no, you have to allow parents to opt out. And the school boards ignored those legal challenges. And then they finally caved like, yeah, well, it looks like we're going to lose in court. Absolute evil and cowardice. She prevailed. So they finally repealed the mask Opt, or they, were, they allowed for mask opt-outs now in Palm Beach. And Fiona Lachelle's second grader, more balls, more courage than 99% of us. God bless her. They said that when she returned to classmates, she was met with the, quote, fanfare of a homecoming war veteran. The family and friends waved signs and cheered as state legislators strode, strode proudly alongside to welcome her back to her class. This is where we are. It's in, I'd say it's impossible to believe, but I've come to believe there's nothing that I guess is not possible when it comes to coronavirus-induced insanity and stupidity. Let me end on this, a nice happy note. Brazilian cow set for slaughter escapes to water park and rides the slide? At a water park? I had to see it to believe it, but, well, here it is. <laughs> Sadly, there's no water in the slide. You can hear the cow's hooves clattering along, and you don't get to see the cow actually make it to the bottom of the slide and kasploosh into the water. Probably scared out of his mind. The 
the person filming it is like. Yeah. No. It's just going to stay there. Well, of course. If you're set for the slaughterhouse, wouldn't you want to go do something fun just for once in life? Can we put a cow that we're not going to slaughter at the top of a water slide, turn the water on, and give it a big push? Please? That wouldn't be cruel, would it? Wouldn't you love to see that, actually? I would. (laughs) And if the cow really knew, I'm going to be slaughtered. How do I avoid this fate? Find a water slide that's not running with water. Go up there and just sit down. What are they going to do? How are they going to get you down? Just park it. It can't kill you up there. Imagine the removal of a dead, you you shoot a cow in the head. Sounds gross, but what are you going to do? If it just sits there in the middle of a 30-foot water slide, a corkscrew thing that goes all around and there's no water, how are you going to get that out of there? And God forbid anybody watches you kill the cow halfway up. But at some point, a cow's got to get off the water slide and go live a cow's life. And that is it for today. Thank you for indulging me in the time that I robbed from you, your precious eight hours that you would have otherwise gotten this podcast. Thank you very much for being patient and understanding. Thank you for spreading the word about the Zabecast rate and review as always. Don't ding me too hard for this one late episode. We're back on schedule tomorrow with Notorious JAY. More to talk about as well, plus a recap of the Monday Night Football game. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. From all the biggest games to the smallest events, make every bet worth your while at MyBookie. Start by doubling your first deposit instantly with MyBookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. All you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code ZABE at MyBookie. Tons of great games and prop bets are always fun. Take advantage this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. Saturday, the NBA is jam-packed with big games that look good for betting overs. The Charlotte Hornets taking on the Hawks, plus a superstar showdown between Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard when Philadelphia travels to Portland. Don't wait any longer. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.